This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. And we are back. Thank you all so much for being here, listening to the Ice Blue Money Podcast, along with the Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. I am Bill Seller. Fellas, how are you this week? Doing well. Good week. Good week. Good weather here. So we are all right. Just just a quick reminder, because we're still kind of new at this. Let folks know uh, who you are, what you do, and, and where you are, guys, as we get started today. Yeah, Greg Carter, uh, financial planner in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and uh, focused on helping people design and build their ideal financial house. And I'm Danny Bullock. I'm up here in Rhode Island. Again, not to be confused with Long Island for those who are geographically challenged. I love helping people get the life and retirement out of the bucket of money that they have. And as, as we get started today, that, that kind of uh, leads me into the first thing here. As, as we plan for retirement, there's always things that we have to be concerned about, right? There's healthcare costs rising. There's taxes that affect your money. There's the uh, just getting by every day because we're not getting a paycheck anymore, right? And boy, how nice would it be if you had the ability to take food off of that list of things you need, huh? Having to pay mm. for food. Did you hear about this from the good folks at Subway? Apparently, they plan to give away free food and beverages for life to one lucky winner. The only catch is, in order to qualify for the giveaway, you have to be willing to legally change your first name to Subway. (laughs) Now, now they'll even pay for it. It's like a $750 fee, I think. They'll even pay for it. And if you win, you'll obviously have to show proof that your first name has been legally changed to Subway in order to claim your prize. But... um, Either wow. one of you guys up for something like that? Free Subway for life because you've changed your name? <laughs> You're talking yeah. your language, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got to talk to my dad. Um, I have his first name. want to find out if he's going to be offended. And I'll throw in that if I win, I'll split the sandwiches with him. So I, I need to talk to him. <laughs> but I'm also not mad at that for a retirement strategy either, either because – we never equate, you know, food and things of that nature when, you know, we get to that part of the retirement plan, you know, how we're going to eat. Subway has kind of taken that off the table for some people. I, I like that idea, honestly. I don't know. It's a little extreme for me, but um, <laughs> taking that line item off out of your budget will help you uh, now and in retirement. Right. Greg, they are cutting their meats now. I mean, they're, they're, they're upgrading. Come on, man. They got Steph in the commercials, Pat yeah. Mahomes. I mean, if they can, you know, vouch for it, it must be good, right? I mean, they're the only uh, place that tells you it's okay to eat a whole loaf of bread. I, mean, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. But then there's hey, that, right? Yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm just saying, you know, hey, it's worth a shot. If you can build that into a retirement plan, I think it can work. It'd take a, you know, really big cost item off, you know, your expense list and <laughs> allocate that money to some other things. Oh, man. Well, you know, good luck with that. If you want to give it a shot, Subway Bullock. Mm-hmm. Says, hey, that's not bad. <laughs> SB. Yeah, you sound like a pitcher from the 1920s. <laughs> Subway Bullock. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Well, listen, if you want to retire and eat for free, then go check out the Subway contest. Um, but if you're not ready to retire, you're not alone. You reti- uh, I read an article recently that said retirement expectations are being revised. Almost a third of Americans plan to put it off. This is according to BlackRock. 
pointing mostly to uh, market volatility, uh, volatility and inflation. It's easy for me to say <laughs> market <laughs> volatility and inflation. Uh, these guys are just saying that we don't feel like we can actually retire yet. Like our plans are off track. And that number of people who think that way have doubled, doubled in just two years since 2021. So uh, a little bit of wobbly confidence there in retirement, guys. Are you seeing that? How do you feel about that? Well, I think the pandemic uh, has a big um, deal to do with that. I think it really threw a lot of people off. And I would have uh, hate to see individuals who were looking at retirement before the pandemic happened and everything was kind of grinded to a halt. And now you have to reevaluate, you know, your retirement plan and, you know, money's not coming in, you know, as it was or you get laid off. And so you really have to readjust your thinking. And so a lot of people are, you know, looking at, you know, retiring a lot later because and it's not because they want to flat out because they don't have the money. And that goes into, uh, you know, not just people who are, you know, at a certain age. But I think some of the younger individuals, probably even younger than us, are thinking, you know, you know, when you look at retirement, you probably think 60, 65, maybe even 70. Some of them are probably not even thinking about that at all now. Like they're going to work until you know, they essentially can't anymore. And that goes into just the overall confidence that a lot of us don't have with the market. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a big concern about retirement. It used to be, what, 30, 40 years ago, you worked until 50 and then you retired. And uh, by the time you were early to late 70s, maybe you're leaving this place. All of that's changed with people living longer. Uh, therefore, you need more money in retirement. And uh, there's a healthcare thing we don't even want to start talking about today, but uh, I think it's a real concern for people, and I see it when they when they walk in in my daughter to get help. And you know, one of the things you mentioned, Greg, you know, you said some years ago, you know, you would retire in your late fifties or sixty. Something else that they had then as well is they had, you know, remember we used to talk about the three legged stool. You had Social right. Security. Uh, the company probably had a pension and then you had a 401k. And so you literally uh -huh. had three different buckets of money that you can tap into. And some of these individuals never even uh, had to tap into the 401k because they had the Social Security and the pension that the company had been saving for them for the last 30 years. You know, essentially, uh, you take that pension off the table now. And if you're lucky, some of these individuals may have a 401k. You know, if they have been, you know, putting into it and systematically, you know, putting that money away for a duration of time. But a lot of us are a lot of you know people are just looking at Social Security as their, you know, a biggest stream of income in retirement years. And that's where the fear comes from, because with the, uh, you know, notion that Social Security is going to go broke in, you know, three to five or six years and they don't know really what's going to happen with that. A lot of people are looking at, you know, alternatives like, uh, you know, working part-time somewhere like Walmart or Lowe's to just make ends meet. We're not even talking about, you know, for any bucket list or dream list items. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a real risk to social security. I tell people all the time, if you think about the generation before you or your parents, uh, there used to be 20 to 30 people to support every one person on social mm. security. Now that numbers, I think less than seven. Yeah. I think it's four Maybe to one. Mostly. Actually, I think, I think yeah, it's something like, like four, four to one. It's crazy. Four workers to support every one person on Social Security. And then with the baby boomers and then moving into retirement, there's more people taking it. So that's a real challenge for the U.S. government and and to a retiree because they don't have those three legs uh, always. Social Security pension and then their own savings, whether it be a 401k. So it's something, um, you, you know, really to work with a professional on to get help.
Yeah, it kind of leads us into uh, what we want to talk about today. And this is a twofold episode. But, you know, with all of that, we kind of put together our 10 commandments when it comes to retirement to kind of help you address some of the challenges that you may have, you know, um, in the future, or some of the concerns you may have when it comes to overall retirement planning. And so what me and Greg did is kind of compiled, um, you know, the 10 top things we think everybody should be utilizing when it comes to uh, retirement planning. So Greg, you want to kick this off? Yeah, absolutely. So the first rule of the 10 is to start planning early. And some say begin contributing to a retirement savings account with your very first job. I've got a daughter who just finished uh, school and is starting her job uh, this summer. And you bet your bottom dollar she will be saving for retirement at 22. And so that that's really the guidance. And if you begin to contribute early, we all know about the time value of money and compounding. Uh, you're better than that person who says, I'll do it. I'll get around to it in my 30s. And uh, there are clear examples about that. So start planning early. It's never too early to start saving for retirement. Yeah. And, you know, the good thing about starting early is you have less obligations. A lot of times, you know, early in your 20s, like you said, Greg, your daughter's 22. You know, uh, she's not married. She doesn't have any children. It's just her. And so you yeah. have the ability to kind of put more money away now. So when you get into uh, your you know, 30s, mid 30s and settle down with a family, you have other responsibilities and maybe you need to redirect some of that money now to handle those things. You've already had seven to 10 years, you know, putting this money away consistently. and You have a good base uh, for, you know, getting started. But I also want to say that even if you didn't start saving in your 20s, now is also a great time. You know, that's not that's a right. reason not to start, you know, saving as well because you didn't start, you know, early. Absolutely. Number two on that list is set realistic goals. And I think this is one of the things uh, that I have, you know, some clients who come in have a hard time really doing. And I like to try to get them to think about the end first and, and, and asking them, you know, how much money is enough? You know, what are we saving towards? What's the goal? You know, and we can look at, you know, what they would want to do in retirement uh, as a method to try to get that number. But it's essentially trying to get them to hone in on what will their lifestyle look like and how much will that cost to facilitate. So now we have something to start saving to. But I think a lot of times if we don't do that, that uh, hurts us when we look to try to be systematic in putting this money away. Because now we, we're not really shooting towards a goal. It's almost like having a Christmas budget or a vacation budget. We know, right. you know, for a vacation every year, we, we, we're going to spend 2500 bucks, And that's what it's going to cost for us to go on a very nice vacation. Then we, we're working towards that goal. Having a realistic retirement goal is the same way. You know, and then you can start to put the actual um, tools in place to get you, you know, to that desired amount. Yeah, that's so true. And, and understanding what your life's going to look like in retirement is a big part of it. And it is hard for people uh, yeah, to absolutely. think about that because we're, yeah, we're so programmed to go to work and you know, you've got the bills of the day, of the week, of the month, but it will be different in retirement. But how do you want uh, retirement to look? And that's what I know uh, you do and I do uh, as we help people design that retirement future. If you don't mind me jumping in here, guys, but yeah, I, I think that Obviously, expectations are important for everything we do in life, right? But when you get to retirement, life changes more than you know. And I'm, I'm speaking oh, from experience. My wife retired a couple of years ago, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she's worked since she was 15. 
and you're all gung-ho, right, man? Don't have to get up, face traffic, put on makeup, dry my hair. It's my wife speaking. Uh, put on makeup, dry my hair, you know, all that stuff, right? And get ready for work and then drive home in that traffic. But I, I got to be honest, after about six or seven months, suddenly she was just now wondering, you know, now what? What am I going to do? So, so when you talk to folks about expectations, it's not just about money, right? It's about understanding huge lifestyle change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And understanding that, you know, you have to do something. You know, there was a report done just years ago where they took two groups of individuals and, you know, one group of uh, people who had just retired had something they had to do every day, whether it was a part time job, volunteer or go, you know, and see the grandkids or take care of the grandkids. And the other group didn't have anything to do every day. And what they found is the group that didn't have anything to do every day didn't live as long as the group that did. And so actually mm. having something to do keeps us motivated and it, it kind of adds value and, and link to our lives because we actually have, you know, things on our agenda to be able to get done or have to get done, whether it be, you know, a part time job or just some volunteer work. So you're, you're right about that, Bill. You know, the uh, expectation of the lifestyle change definitely should be written in as well. Yeah. And then number three, create a budget. Is that the, the third rule on that list? Um, establish a budget that will actually allow you to save a portion of your income for retirement and to stick to it. And we all know about habit creation. Uh, they say you do something for 21 days to a month becomes a habit. If you set it aside and it's budgeted, you you don't think about it after a while, especially if you get pay increases. So let's start. That's why starting early and creating that budget are so, uh, so important. You know, and this is also another thing that I think I have individuals who are not as realistic uh, with their budget as they should be. And, you know, we do this two ways. One, they have a simple budget that I get them to do where they fill out all the numbers and we look at everything they have coming in, everything they have going out, and it kind of spits out a number. And they and I'm like, you know, how true to form are these numbers? Oh, they're they're, they're pretty accurate. They're right on. But I use a software and it's free and I'm going to put it out there. Uh, it's called mint.com, M-I-N-T.com. Free software, uh, doesn't cost you anything to use. And it's just for um, reading transactions only. You can't do anything in it except for... Um, export data. And all it does is it takes all the information from your bank accounts, uh, all of the information from your credit cards, and it allows us to literally take a in-depth look at your spending habits. And it will break down everything you had coming in, everything uh, you are spending money on. And one of the things I always find funny is people are always struck by the amount of money that they spend on coffee a month. And that that's one of the biggest things that, you know, always comes up in conversation. They always say, I never knew I was spending $70 a month on coffee. And I'm like, yeah, think of what else we could be doing with that $70. And so I convinced them to buy a Keurig or a coffee pot and start making your own coffee at home. You know, save that money and, and put it in your gas tank or somewhere that it's going to be a little bit more fruitful. But I, I think, you know, coming up with that budget and, and then being able to just stick to it. Is, is gold. Because if you can't do that, nothing else you do, you know, with as far as retirement planning, putting money away is going to stick either. 
Yeah, before, that's so true. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I've been using uh, Mint.com personally for over 10 years, and it's something I recommend to clients, too. It, it is just amazing. The alerts are like a coach, a mm. financial coach for you. So that's a great one, Danny. And you can't lie. You you know, there is no, well, right. oh, well, those numbers are, you know, a little skewed and that's not really. No, we're just reading, you know, where you spent your money last month. So it's funny conversation always to have. Uh, the fourth, and I like this one, is diversify your investments. Uh, I think diversity in any fashion is great um, for all aspects of life, especially your retirement portfolio. And that's made up of, you know, a bunch of different things, stocks. You talk about bonds. Uh, talk about real estate. You know, you want to diversify your whole portfolio so you have different streams of income, you know, when it comes to retirement. You know, you're not just waiting. The market, you know, doesn't have a good day or a good year. You know, we have some other things that we can kind of fall back on, but you want to build these things out so you're not putting all of your eggs in one basket. And I think the more we can get people to understand that, you know, just once you start to get established, to kind of spread your investments across different, um, avenues, the better off you're going to be when it comes to looking to get money in retirement years, you know, from these things, because real estate at some levels can be a big asset. If you have real estate, you know, in your forties, your fifties, your sixties, and then you look to sell it off, you know, at the right time when you go into retirement, that could be a big boom to your overall retirement portfolio. And the reason you want that diversity is to reduce your risk and maximize your returns, which is what we both consider ourselves to be expert at helping people do that, uh, especially with our money management team alongside of us. It can be scary to to get into the investing world, but uh, it it is a way to to grow that nest egg you got to depend on in the future. So number five, um, and I'm going to put a little twist on this one. It's just uh, take advantage of employer sponsored retirement plans. We should do that, but we also ought to have our own plans outside of what the employer will give. The reason you want to take advantage of the employer retirement plan is likely they have a match. Absolutely. And so you're, you're receiving that free money. If they put a match on your contributions, um, my guidance typically is uh, if you go beyond that match or you have the ability to, let's then do something complementary or in parallel to that 401k or employer sponsored plan that you can do to uh, create a tax free source of money for the future. Either way, it's very important to start to take advantage of uh, saving on a deferred basis for retirement. Hey, Greg, do you find it funny or do you have a good number of clients who aren't aware if their employer has a match or not. Yeah. And, and a lot of it comes from people just not wanting to take money out of their paycheck. They want to bring more home and they don't really (laughs) understand the bigger picture. And and what we talked about earlier is what do you desire in retirement? Um, People want as much take home money as possible. So they kind of ignore the employer plan. Do do you think it's that, or, or is it also that look, I got hired. I'm just signing my paperwork. I didn't read it. Oh, that's a big part. Folks just not take the time. It's kind of like the uh, the user agreement on an app, right? Are we actually all reading everything? No, we don't. <laughs> and I've got stories about that from another life, uh, <laughs> selling data in corporate America. But um, yeah, I think it's that we just kind of go along with what the onboarding. We're so excited to start work, and they never build come back to that 401k and even understand what their allocations are uh, right. inside of that 401k. And another place that we look over their shoulder and help when they come work with us. 
Yeah, because it's free money. They're giving yeah. you free money. And Greg, to your point where people, you say people want to try to take as much money home as they can. I literally will break it down sometimes and I will show them what 5% of their income looks like. And, I, and I'm like, are you going to convince me, try to convince me that three or 5% means that much, you know, life or death in your budget. And then if it does, we go back to review, you know, their budget and where we can, you know, pull out some things like, well, okay, if you didn't go out to eat so many times a month, just don't go out to eat once a month. And, and that'll is. be more than enough money to put towards your 401k. And so, you know, we love to look for places they can save money. So then once we get down to something like the retirement plan, you know, the 401k, you know, they're already ahead of you. And they're like, oh, so this is where I can put the money. We just realized, you know, I'm spending too much money, you know, in Target. You know, we can start to put that money back into the 401k. And I'm like, exactly. And so that that's how those things work in conjunction together. So Th- think think how fast that 401k can grow if you're taking your $70 a month on coffee and putting it in there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? But that's also a hard conversation, especially if you're married to a Puerto Rican woman. They they, they love their coffee, man. And yeah, but conversation they're not buying Puerto Rican coffee in a restaurant now. Come on. You got to make that at home now. Well, we do make it at home. My, my wife would drink some of the coffee, some of these places. I'm like, this isn't even, tastes like hot brown water. I'm like, what are we drinking here? And, <laughs> I won't even get on the other company. I won't even say their name, what I think about that. But no, you're right. You can do a better job at home and it's so much cheaper. Well, well, listen, guys, we're going to uh, wrap up the podcast here, but I do want to let folks know to make sure you catch the next one because we're going to continue with this list of 10 commandments of things that you should know. So always a pleasure, guys. I learn a lot when we get together. Believe it or not, I'm sitting here taking notes just like everybody else and trying to learn as much as I can. So until next time, Greg. Subway, we'll uh, we'll talk next week. <laughs> hey, sure we thing. can all dream, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank See. you all for listening to the Ice Blue Money Podcast. Don't forget to hit your like, subscribe, whatever the button says on your podcast player. We sure would appreciate it. Till next time. Later. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.